Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Listening to Acton Millwall Emergency Broadcasting Special, a public service broadcast made on behalf of the Real Millwall Fan Show and Acton Millwall, broadcasting from South Bermondsey. Welcome, 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 dear listeners. Welcome to another edition of Acton Millwall. Another short and sharp edition tonight. Um, just been reviewing the, the day's events. Today is April the 1st, and I must admit, when I saw this, report initially earlier on today I thought it was an April Fool's joke but I think it's sadly true for reasons that um, escape escape me Network Rail have painted over the Neil Harris mural on um, and it is a mural not a mural anyone that says it's a mural is mistaken Hilda Ogden called it a, a mural and it's a mural forever in my mind as a consequence but it's been painted over um, I think the Network Rail community service team have gone out painting over railway locations and this was famously on the railway arch in Zampa Road of course and they've painted over it along with a lot of other junk um, graffiti that was on the on the wall there um, but the Neil Harris depiction that's um, you know his arms held wide in acclamation it's an old time late 2008-9 shirt that he's wearing there has become quite iconic for the club and um, it's been erased completely a um, bit of I don't know if it's vandalism. It is vandalism, in my opinion. I don't think it would have taken a, a genius to have worked around it, but I dare say Network Rail's community paint-over graffiti team aren't going to be the, the sharpest tools in their, in their um, you know, rail-related box. The sharpest, perhaps the sharpest spanners in the, um, in the fat controllers' workshops. And they're not them. So they've painted over it. A um, lot, of, lot of outrage online today, and it's great to see the MSC and um, the AMS both managing to get, um, you know, undertakings from Network Rail to work with the club to try and recreate some kind of mural-related mural in that arched area there. Um, so hopefully some good will come from this, but it's um, it's a sad sight, I've got to say. It's a really miserable brown they've painted over it, and it doesn't even work with the, the, the brickwork of the arch. So they've gone for the kind of um, the dullest and yet somehow clashiest dark brown colour, which has got enough kind of wall uh, salting, I think it's called, where the brickwork um, allows salts for it, and giving away some of my scant building knowledge there from my old housing days, aren't I? Um, so it's got me thinking of 
Millwall graffiti. Um, I've always had a bit of a a thing about Millwall graffiti. And the Neil Harris uh, mural, obviously, is one of the great examples of Millwall graffiti, but there have been others. Um, When the stadium was first built, that area where Neil Harris um, was, until until today, or until very recently, therefore, was the site of the first um, major bit of um, Millwall graffiti I just wanted to mention on today's show, because that was um, just a hand-painted tribute, um, very simple, uh, and yet somehow quite touching as a as a consequence. Um, and I've got a picture of it here. I might post it. I think it's, it's done the rounds many times on social media. Harry Cripps, God bless, 1941 to 1995. The the paint is fading away in this picture that I'm looking at on on kind of pretty pristine brickwork at that point. It would have been done obviously 95, just a couple of years after the construction of the New Den Stadium. Um, and that existed for some time there. Um, unfortunately, we live in a world where graffiti is often um, of the moronic variety, the kind of um, squiggles and tags that are to do with your postcode or your your bloods or your crips or, or whatever, you know, whatever the moronic gangs that these kids want to belong to. I'm quite partial, and I don't know about you, dear listen, I'm quite partial to a bit of wit and a bit of meaning to my graffiti and this one, Harry Cripps, God bless, 1941, 1995, has meaning. It relates to the, the football club nearby. And it's a shame that it got painted over. I think it was quite faded from early days, so I don't think it lasted long. Um, I can't remember it going. Um, the Neil Harris one would have appeared sometime after 2009-10, I guess, ju- uh, judging by the, the shirt design. I can't remember what was there um, in that kind of in-between time, because Harry Cripps faded quite quickly and even the photo I've got here as I say is faded um, quite rapidly there so um, what was there maybe that's a question for you all I think maybe it's just generic moronic um, graffiti for a while but on the graffiti subject there was um, a famous one that I used to love um, on the walk I think I might have mentioned it on my walk from New Cross Station to Coldblow Lane this was you're going back to the 1970s now dear listener so Long, long gone, and the graffiti's long gone, but there used to be a wonderful uh, slogan, and anyone listening to the show who knows what I mean will laugh because I, I just found it amusing. Um, it's It was up above the railway arch as you turned from, is it Sanford Street there? Sanford into Coldblow Lane itself, um, and up above the arch was a slogan that said, if you come, you're get done that's your y-o-u-r if you come you'll get done comma villa and i just love the phrasing of that because obviously whoever got up there that high on the top of the railway line to uh paint that had uh, <laughs> forgotten who the venom was being directed until the very end of the sentence and they're about to do a comma and then direct it at villa and that was up there for years and years and years and uh, i loved it every time i saw it Sad day whenever that went. I'm sure it got improved or whenever they, they rebuilt the railway bridges there you know, over the years. The walk through Coldblow Lane under the arches, a classic walk, which um, I did cover the other, the other, in the other edition. I might do another reboost for that. That had loads of good graffiti along there, although it tended to be more um, Millwall or, you know, a, a borough. I'm just looking at a photo of Coldblow Lane itself. This is at the, the top end. Um, the railway arch end, I remember someone had painted a... Um, a false, um, like a cash point, you know, it's quite modern graffiti, that's in the era of 
stencil art. Going back to the 70s, kids, we didn't have stencil art. We had uh, spray cans and, and paintbrushes on some occasions. But I'm just looking at this this photo here. It's a, it's a black and white. It's a top of Colblow Lane. Football the den is still in existence. Floodlights over the back. Um, it's graffiti to the left. We've got T-Rex. I did love an old band um, graffiti. This has got T-Rex. So um, there's timing with the T-Rex going late 60s, early 70s. Uh, Millwall underneath it. Um, lions crossed out. Someone's crossed out the word lions. So possibly rival fans. Um, board. Oh, no, Borough. Sorry, Borough. Borough have come down to the den and painted their, their name. They've tagged it. Another Millwall. And I seem to remember someone, must have been anarchists, anarchists, painting Never Work on there. Um, and that would be in the in the, in the the 80s, I think, during the, the kind of era of, um, you know, unemployment at that time. So that's that's my favourite. Um, just looking at another one. Classic, classic one from the from the early eighties. I don't know how long this was. It's almost scratched in. wasn't so much painted in as scratched in. This was the Alderton Road end. The um, uh, it's a, a image that's done the rounds on online. The railway arch. It was a uh, no longer used railway, and there's an arch. Uh, kind of you had to walk through it to across the the the, the Somme style puddle that would always build up underneath it with the one plank. Reminded me of the uh, you know the the blind leading the blind at the Imperial War Museum, the, the Paul Nash painting there. Um, this has kind of Paul Nash qualities in some ways, this this image. A huge mob lined up ready for the arrival of, um, it must be West Ham, because above their 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 heads and on the railway arch is WHU turn back. Pooh, turn back just before you get to the turnstiles if you were intent of getting into the ground. There's another one actually I've seen. It's um, it's not mine, and I'm not. This isn't mine either. But I've I've not got it. But I've seen it. Um, WHU turn back, and that was on the the brickwork where the River Ravensbourne in Deptford meets the Thames, and it always puts you in mind. It's actually on the water side of the um, of the embankment there, brick embankment. And I don't know if West Ham have ever travelled in, in in naval terms. You'd need kind of like amphibious assault craft coming across from the other side of the of the Thames and um someone had got down there to to paint in WHU WHU turn back um which was I always admired that as a you know piece of piece of effort as much as anything um and just as an aside I don't know if anyone else remembers this I don't know if I, I've not constructed this in my mind but there used to be on the railway line I used to go to work each day from Elmstead Woods to to, to Waterloo just outside of St John's, between Evergreen and St John's, um, great big brick um, embankments on the, the the viaducts, I think they're called, aren't they? And it was somewhere around there. And I'm, I, I tell me if I'm wrong. I, I wonder sometimes if I start in the zone of constructing memories, dear listeners. But there used to be a huge long stretch of brick wall and a consequent huge long stretch of graffiti and someone had taken huge trouble to paint the slogan whatever happened to Slade question mark and then the riposte shortly after this Slade being a band kids whatever happened to Slade uh, and the riposte was Slick took over and the Slick spelled S-L-I-K and Slick took over apparently from Slade although I don't know how many Slick records get played to, in comparison with Slade I think Slade still um, won that battle 
But Slick were famous, obviously, for being fronted by Midge Ewer, who came to fame and fortune in the late 70s and early 80s as frontman for uh, Ultravox um, during their more commercial phase. Some good records he did at that time. I'm not knocking their commercial phase. I think they were a pretty good band. I quite like the John Fox version, but, you know, mid-year. Yeah, I'll go with that. But he also teamed up with um, Bob Geldof to run the uh, Live Aid event in 1985. I have strayed far, far from Millwall, dear listeners. I think that's my only... I'm just checking to see if I've got any other... um, Mill graffiti examples. Bear with me a second whilst I have a little flick through my collection. You are listening to Achten Millwall. Here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Well, it's not graffiti, but it was on a bed sheet attached to the uh, the gates. Fuck off, Lomas. A great, iconic uh, photo that did the rounds. We featured it on the front cover of CBL magazine when I was running that. Um, full marks to whoever organised that bed sheet. Um, fuck off, Lomas. Spray canned onto the bed sheet. That would be, what, 2013 when the... Uh, Ex-West Ham slag Steve Lomas arrived to manage Millwall. There, I'll get, there's a picture of the Cold Blow Lane magazine. We, um, I lost my bottle and decided to censor. I put censored over fuck off Lomas, over the fuck. I thought that's not for, you know, we're standing there selling it physically. It's, uh, I lost my, lost my bottle there, actually, listeners. And finally, the only other one that springs to mind used to be up on the corner of Bermondsey Street and Long Lane. Um, some of the, it's a Birmingham one. Will Millwall come to Brum? Zulu, written underneath it. And um, yes, uh, Zulu, they, they did go to Brum. That's about all I'll say on that matter. Um, that was there for many years. I think that might have been raised during the general kind of um, sanitization of Bermondsey Street and uh, you know, modern, modern day wealth that came there. So there we are. Mill graffiti. If you've got any other examples of Mill graffiti, I'm a lover of Mill graffiti. Do send them to me. Um, always love to see anything to do with um, spray can, 
stencil. We don't really get much stencil art. Maybe I don't think we're really a stencil art kind of club. That's more palace, isn't it? But um, slogans and, and spray cans or anything, anything really. Love to see it. Do send it to me, dear listeners. But shame on Network Rail. But then, well done, Network Rail. Well done, AMS. Well done, MSC, for putting together um, a new um, a new set of um, mural-related artwork for the brickwork there. However it comes, it don't matter to me. Let's see something good there. Um, Neil Harris' return would be would be wonderful. So, well done, everyone, for taking up the uh, the cudgels today on on that particular incident. Now then, a um, big thank you to uh, everyone who, who contacts the um, website. I will mention, I will get back to you, um, the email, achtungmill at gmail.com. Big thank you to Jim Hackett, who sent me a, a, a good long email. And I mean, he sent a, a number of Millwall memories. I'm going to borrow the first one and come back to the others, Jim, another day. But thank you for making contact. Uh, Jim's Millwall memory um, concerns his 14-year-old son. He Jim had worked away, um, and this was, I think, his 14, 14-year-old son's first game at Millwall. So I'm going to read it verbatim from Jim. Um, I took my 14-year-old son to the Millwall versus Wigan playoff game in 2000, I think. We turned up in plenty of time and sat towards the left end of the stand with the away following to our left. This wasn't an issue until 2.55 when the two rows in front of us suddenly became filled with loads of fans who appeared to have rushed in from the pub. The game was a non-event with no goals being scored. I remember that fixture, Jim. But the noise, the language, <laughs> the noise, the language and the constant threatening of the away support caused me a bit of consternation. Not so much for me, but for my young, impressionable son who didn't open his mouth for the first, for the full 90 minutes. He seemed spellbound by the chaos that was going on around him. And my biggest concern was how to explain to his mum about the obvious trauma he was suffering with what he'd just witnessed. At the end of the game, we waited for the masses to leave the rows around us, and I turned to my son and asked him how he was feeling after what he'd witnessed. And his reply was, it was absolutely fantastic, and he couldn't wait to come again. So, <laughs> that's wonderful. On a similar note, actually, I've got a, a, a similar story. I used to, I've mentioned it a couple of times, really. Um, I used to take my ex-partner's son, Millwall, going back to... Um, the the kind of uh, days of um, you know, promotion in two thousand two thousand one, um, the team that we assembled then, you know, mentioned in a couple of recent shows, um, but he was there the night of the Birmingham um, playoff game, Stern John in the last minute, and um, you know um, the, the the riot when we came out, um, we were diverted down Stockholm Road coming out, we had to turn left because I was parked down the end of of uh, Ilderton on the other side of the old Kent Road, actually, because I was living over in Croydon at the time. So anyway, got down, came out there, and there's a full riot going on there, and there's, you know, there's clearly missiles being thrown at the police. I could see flames, a light, and the sounds of riot. Let's, let's say that no more. Um, so I said, come on, Jamie, we've got to get away from this. I always get steering well away from all that, because you, you just know how that's... It started badly, and how it was going to go on. Little did I know how badly it was going to go on. But anyway, I thought... You know, he was about 13, I suppose, at the time, 12. Come on, James, it's, it's, it's shoot down. We had to kind of walk around uh, a couple of roadblocks to get... Anyway, we got away. So I'm walking back, similar kind of experience. Um, he said to me, um, I don't think we should tell Mummy about what we just seen. <laughs> Um, he seemed quite okay with it. I said, you're right. He said, oh, yeah, I'm fine. He said, but I don't think we should tell mum how bad it was. Um, I thought, well, she was 
put on the news by a paper, listen to the radio. She will soon find out how bad it was. But he didn't. He seemed remarkably unfazed. I think sometimes we um, don't give our our kids credit for the um, the strength that they they show in these situations. So thank you to Jim. Anyway, to two little stories there. Big thing to Jim Hackett, and thank you to everyone else. I will get to you and keep them coming, dear listeners. Keep them coming. It's great to um, get contact. Voicemail is if you're calling from abroad, it'd be plus four four two zero eight. One four four zero two three two within the United Kingdom zero two zero eight one four four zero two three two Twitter feed. You want to send it to me via Twitter, which is always good um, at CBL underscore magazine um, or the email actongmillwall at gmail So, dear listeners, um, I thought we'd just do a random fixture search. Um, the graffiti things kind of kicked off there. I didn't really plan on all that, so I've, I've ad-libbed that little section. I hope you like it. Um, but I've looked up on my random number generator. It's generated number 1961. So we're looking on this day, April the 1st, April Fool's Day, 1961. I would have been about six months old, seven months old perhaps. At this point, um, six months old. And we find on this day, we are looking at a copy of the... Uh, the Daily Daily Herald, I believe it is. Daily Herald. Yes, it is the Daily Herald. It's a newspaper that's long gone. And we find a little article, which I will read verbatim. I do like that word. Worried Palace, says the Daily Herald. The bigger the crowd, the bigger the flop. That's Palace. Um, Mill, uh, let's read the score. Palace nil, Millwall two. Bigger the crowd, the bigger the flop. That's Crystal Palace. Crowds topped 30,000 for the Peterborough and Northampton matches, and Palace lost both. Nearly 38,000 filled Selhurst Park for the South London derby. 38,000. This is a Division 4 game, dear listeners. Um, the result was Palace's fourth defeat in a row. Palace can put a fair slice of the blame on Millwall's right winger, Joe Broadfoot. He had Noakes, a Palace player, so baffled that invariably a second Palace defender was pulled out of the middle. Uh, but most of the blame can be laid, laid squarely on themselves. Their anxiety to win stopped them from having the courage to open the game out. Scorers Dave Jones and Peter Burridge. And because I love beating Crystal Palace so much, I've, I've found a, a Daily Mirror report from the same game. Palace mock the record crowd, says CM Jones. Crystal Palace nil, Millwall two. Four changes, two of them positional, failed to stop Palace's disastrous slide from the top before a record 37,774 crowd. They were outplayed by Millwall, says the Mirror. Four errors by Palace goalkeeper Dick Rouse and a drive from Millwall's inside left Peter Burridge, which hit the bar in the first 14 minutes, foretold the games, the goals to come. One minute later, centre forward Alf Ackerman put inside right Dave Jones through the middle to beat Rouse. In the 23rd minute, Mill goalkeeper Reg the Cat Davis drop kicked, inverted commas, drop must have been a a new, wild, new tactic then. Drop-kicked a clearance 60 yards for Burridge to race for and scored a second. Palace's Johnny Byrne moved to centre-forward in place of Dennis Uphill, but they rarely troubled centre-half Ray Brady. Um, Jules Petchy playing for Palace this day. Jules Petchy switched from left-half to inside-left, but he looked utterly lost. Petchy would go on to manage Millwall, of course, later in, in, in his career. As I say, dear listeners, this was a fourth division fixture um, and both Mill and Crystal Palace floundering in the bottom tier of, of English football. The defeat would not be enough to stop Crystal Palace going up. They finished second in the Division 4 
table this 1960-61 season. They they came second to Peterborough, who were champions. Unfortunately, the Lions um, kind of flattered to, to deceive this season. Um, this was the year of the top four going up. Um, no playoffs back then. Uh, Mill finished sixth. Um, top four, Peterborough champions, Crystal Palace in second, then Northampton Town and Bradford Park Avenue uh, in fourth on 60 points. Lions... 10 points behind in the event, so we're some way off of the promotion slots in sixth position. Uh, Mill team this day. This is for the 2-0 win over Palace. Davis, Jackson, Pat Brady, Bumstead, Tom Brady, Anderson, uh, Broadfoot, Jones, Ackerman, Burridge and Spears. No substitutes back in those far-off times of 1961. Um, I hope you enjoyed that. That was a little, was just a little tickle of um, what this day in 1961. Lions finished sixth that season, as as we've said in Division Four. My eyes just fallen upon Bradford Park Avenue, um, a team that go out of existence in the late 60s. I think it was financial difficulties. Um, the two teams in Bradford, originally Bradford City and Bradford Park Avenue, I think they've been restarted as a Phoenix club, but not playing at the original the original Bradford Park Avenue Stadium. Um, and the official name of the club was Bradford, and they, were, they, they had the name Park Avenue attached to it in, in, in brackets um, as a kind of an appendage. Um, I think that, that was the name of the road on which their stadium stood. Um, now gone, I believe. I think it's now just open ground. Uh, the colours, uh, traditional Bradford colours, red, amber and black. Bradford Park Avenue, um, refounded in recent years as a, as a Phoenix club. They folded in 1970. Um, they're playing at a, looks like an athletic stadium, forceful stadium um, in Bradford. Refounded in 1988. Bradford Park Avenue, brackets, Park Avenue AFC. Just a little aside, there, dear listeners. There we are. A short and sharp um, podcast today. Hope you enjoyed that. Hope you're enjoying our content at the moment. We've got some more longer conversations to do we're working on a, um, a possible i'm still haven't given up on the idea of live streaming a show and it may happen on saturday but stay tuned for that more on that if it comes to pass if it folds in disaster then um i apologize in advance but more news on that very shortly so there we are thank you for listening dear listeners um stay safe speak to you soon arrivederci Millwall. Achtung Millwall and the Real Millwall Fan Show are the number one Millwall podcast and we want to hear from you. So get in touch with us. Let us know your thoughts, your views, your rants about all things Millwall. We've got email, achtungmillwall at gmail.com. All one word, achtungmillwall at gmail.com. You can get in touch with us and leave us a voicemail on 0208 144 0232. That's 0208 144 0232 leave us a voicemail no human will be involved in the receipt of your message so give us a shout tell us what you think about all things Millwall and the best messages will be read out on air Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.